0: and we've covered a lot of information leading up to this point and we're on a list of the top 10 fears that hold us back in life if you're just joining us i would encourage you to go back and listen as we are currently on number 5 of 10 of these and it's it's really been a great study so if you have any roadblocks in your life or areas where you feel like you just can't seem to break through this is going to be a great series for you to catch up on and follow the rest of the way through with us. So I want to talk about the fear of change today. Boy, is this one an epidemic. <laughs> How we live in a rapidly changing world, and so much of it is unpredictable. However, many people get paralyzed by change. As a result, they resist it, they they you know make excuses for it, they avoid it. And fearing change can cause people to become stagnant and they end up missing out on a lot of great opportunities. Well, I was reading up on change and um, I've actually teach change uh, from the front of the room in a lot of corporate and I use what's called the circle of change. But I found this article in Forbes that I thought I would share with you for this segment. And uh, it's similar to what I do teach on the circle of change. And when you understand you, the four stages that you need to go through to get past the change... It, it really lets a load off. It, it basically opens your eyes and enlightens you in terms of seeing, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so authentic change goes through four basic stages, changes, changes, uh, according to Forbes. And first is anticipata- anticipation. <laughs> anticipation is the exciting stage of change where we anticipate the benefits and make our transformational plans. The second part is regression. Now we get a little bit scared. We start to feel apprehensive about it. You know, maybe it wasn't such a good idea. Maybe you don't like the path that it's going on. Maybe you're starting to think that it's going to get worse instead of it gets better. You start to overthink things and you begin to regress. Okay, so that's the second part of change. And this is where you'll end up seeing some people you know, freak out, flake out, some will leave. <laughs> and, you know, and frankly, it's it's not an easy part or an easy place for anyone to be in. Then we have the breakthrough. This is where things start to gel. They start to make sense. We begin to see light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. We start to You know, get more acclimated in the changes that are happening so it becomes more accepting and more uniform. But yet there are still people that will be stuck back in regression and they will try to pull you down and pull you back. They can even become toxic in in some ways. Now, of course, I'm speaking from a corporate perspective, but this could even be an individual uh, perspective. It could be within a family or even a marriage relationship. Um, But this is all very... Uh, synonymous with change. And then finally, the last stage of change is consolidation. It's when we turn the benefits of change into business as usual. So now we are all acclimated. We feel fully confident in all the changes that have been made. We feel pretty familiar with what it is that we needed to do or the roles that we had to play in getting through that change. And most of the toxic people have either left or been cut off and so they're not really affecting us as much anymore. We're able to move forward much faster and much more unified. So when we understand those four stages, it can empower us, it can enlighten us, and it can help us to push through the difficult points of change. So I have six ways to overcome the fear of change. Uh, and this is again from Forbes. Step one, be compassionate. Whether it's employees, colleagues, clients, friends, relatives, put yourself in the other person's shoes. By acknowledging that the risks involved with change are real, you can't just tell them, get over it, move on. That's so ill compassionate. It may be very well their job, not yours, that's on the line. So you need to try to be compassionate and understand. Number two, Build a bottom-up consensus. So the days of telling people to jump and and having them say how high are gone. (laughs) Implementing change today relies on building from the bottom-up consensus rather than the top-down executive fiat. And number three, have a plan for getting initial buy-in. Oh, am I a big advocate of this? make sure that your plan of proposal takes into account all legitimate concerns involve the team in those decisions or at least communicate with them at the very at the very least communicate with them so they understand completely what's going on why and how it might affect them all right so it, when this is when this is communicated very well people typically Um, especially if they're allowed to ask questions, be a part of the conversation. We'll be able to adapt much quicker and much more effectively. Number four, minimize your risks. Think of all those cleaning solutions that recommend you try them out on some inconspicuous swath of fabric first. (laughs) If possible, find a department or project to experiment on where the variables are controllable and the investment is minimal and the results are measured. Keep rebooting if necessary until you get it right and then let the success of your experiment become contagious. Other people will start to say, who are those guys and how can we get results like that, right? And then the of course, goes viral and others are willing to accept it. And number five, measure results with hard data. This is critical. If you can't or won't measure results, don't expect sympathy from me or any other manager. I don't care how theoretically worthwhile the transformation might be, you must link your efforts to the mission of the company that that means whenever possible financially, okay, because only hard data showing progress will get you through the regressive stage when it feels as if they're they're you know they're going through a, <laughs> the worst times in the in the company ever if you can't measure results and you probably shouldn't try to bring about the change. people need to see whether it's qualitative or quantitative, okay, and it has to be measured finally number six. Give feedback, okay? Make sure you have great reporting and use this reporting process to give everyone the positive feedback they need to keep the faith when things get dicey. And above all, the lines of communication, stay open the entire time. So key. All right. Well, I hope that helps you today in regards to change, especially regarding organizations, but you could also apply a lot of these principles to your personal life. This is Michelle Steffes. Your journey to greatness, your routine. We'll move on to number six tomorrow. Have an amazing day. and Thank you for joining